This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Bitter Units, a beer podcast hosted by the TailgateSociety.com. Um, so if you think way, way back, way back to like one of the first, I don't know, five or so episodes that we did, we had our friend Joe Ploof on the pod. And that was a rambling train wreck of an episode that I think a lot of people really enjoyed. (laughs) And so here we are like two years later almost and joe is back joe welcome back to the pod it's it's really great to talk to you guys the first time we did it uh was it it was pre-pandemic correct um, right a- right after the start yeah oh. early pandemic yeah, yeah er- real yeah. early sorry I, everything everything's compressed into like <laughs> like the start of the pandemic was yesterday and 45 years ago (laughs) so yeah it's good to be back thanks for having me back guys well don't worry joe you haven't looked like you've aged any less than 42 years so you're you're, you're good (laughs) uh you're a lion sack of shit (laughs) oh man i I feel like i've aged so much but thank you i I think we all have probably but uh so to to remind you joe owns hanging hills Brewing company or brewery? Brewing. Hanging Hills. It's it's a Hanging Hills Brewing Company. Yeah, Hanging Hills Brewing Company in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Um. So for those of you that haven't listened to the first one, go back and listen to that because we're probably not going to spend a ton of time talking about that part of it as much no. because we did that before. And this time, what Joe did was decided to send us just a lot of beer to drink, which <laughs> yes. you know we don't mind. It's great. Um. There are a few things that, you know, we'll, we'll cover as we do this, but, you know, um, buckle up, drink along, <laughs> get yourself some Hanging Hills beer. Um, we're going to have some fun. Tim, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. It's been a, it's been a weird week. So, uh, excited to, to try some of these beers uh revisit at least one that i've had before though which is nice and and uh um just catch up with with joe it's been a while since we've actually talked to each other instead of just giving each other shit virtually (laughs) uh yeah i mean uh, i'm actually i've been really bad about communicating uh, even on the social media side of things so I I want to know what's up, guys. Uh, give me the dish. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't saying directly that you're a terrible friend, Joe. I think mostly what I was <laughs> implying was that you're a terrible friend. No, I I accept <laughs> that, and and it's like part. I so I've been I've been going to a therapist, and uh, and part of going to ther- therapy is that I recognize that um, it's okay to be a terrible friend. It's all right. I, you, you know, you know who I feel bad for though is your therapist. Therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a true story. My, my so my therapist. I just started going, and uh, and my therapist is a 
beer nut. He's like a monster beer fan. And uh, he uh, he started talking to me about Hanging Hills. And, and then that led to him going off on like a 10 minute rant about 450 North. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and I like. I had to like go through and check my insurance to make sure that the insurance covered conversations about 450 North and exploding can beers. That's, that's fantastic. Oh, maybe we need to have him on and he can just be the therapist to all the brewers. That could be his niche. I, I was going to say, if he can commiserate, I, I, this sounds like, you know, our crossover with United We Drink. Uh, oh, this is perfect. I mean, um so the the last time you know we talked things were ramping back up for the brewery really um and now you're you're running and gunning and we see stuff on online and um you know making emergency batches of things because you're selling (laughs) out and all kinds of crazy stuff going on man how tell us a little bit about how things have been going i mean Seems like things are going really good, all things considered, pandemic and everything else related. But, um, you know, catch us up on how the how you're doing with the brewery and and all that. Well, you know, uh, what, what's a really bad idea, guys, <laughs> <laughs> is to go out of business uh, with your brick and mortar brewery. That's really bad for businesses to close your your business doors to the public. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that. It's not good. So, so, uh, just to rehash real quick, we, you know, we, we, um, Hang Hills, uh, shut down the brick and mortar on, on March 12th of 2020. Uh, and then I started contract brewing to pay off those old debts. And this last year, uh, has been, uh, me, uh, me and my social media director uh, just kind of uh, regaining the foothold and like trying to, dude, like every single time you thought we thought like the whole industry like oh man maybe maybe we'll get like a month of like really solid good business, uh, there'd be a new variant. <laughs> <laughs> like like the old variant was still there, and then the new variant would come, and they were just like overlapping in their in their stays at you know, and it just it was just miserable. And like a lot of, I, I would say that this year was harder professionally than the year we closed down. For a true story, huh. just because it's like impossible to predict what's happening. I wish I was. I, I wish that. I opened a brewery in Florida where you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you've launched quite a bit of of brands. You've put out a number of different SKUs through all of this. Yeah. Um, how have you kind of now again with it all being hard to predict? How how have you managed all of? I mean, you guys, how many different SKUs have you guys put out in the last couple of years? I mean, we. I want to say we did thirteen in twenty twenty one. Oh, wow. But we were the we were the loudest 900 barrels of beer produced in the United States. <laughs> fair, fair. I think I think I that's mean, absolutely like, true. It wasn't that high of volume. There, there's no draft sales right now for for hardly anybody. So it's like all off the shelves. So, uh, but it it it's actually it's been kind of refreshing because um, I, I spent the last I don't know probably five or six months trimming back from the catalog. 
and kind of honing in on like six beers. Uh, and I'm just going to fuck around with six, possibly eight in all of 2022. I'm not going that crazy this year. Uh, I really just want to perfect each and every one of them and kind of forget what this is the wildest thing is like, I kind of want to forget what the rest of the industry is doing and just perfect what I've been doing. I'm like really tired of making fun of the, the industry. The industry is like so easy to make fun of. And I'm like almost tired of making fun of the industry. Like every day I think about like a new exploding can beer joke. And then I'm like, I don't need to make that joke anymore. It, <laughs> it, it, it has kind of become a parody of itself. I know. Right. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that doesn't stop me. That's low hanging fruit for me. That's... No. And you, and I feel like you should actually. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're you're act Tim, you're really good at making fun of the industry. Um, that's from a lifetime of being made fun of. I understand what works. <laughs> um, I'm really good at making fun of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the that's, core of me, Aaron. That's right. That's right. That's pretty well, funny. So I mean, we still, you know, last time we talked, we were hoping and eventually. You know, to come out there and do a live pod. Yeah. We just got to wait for a physical location to be able to do it at. And I think yeah. you you had plans, but I'm sure everything has changed since then. Yeah. I mean, I, we, so I, I was working with this guy uh, to open up a shop uh, in this really successful food court thing that just opened up in Hartford. Um, and it's been really successful over there. But um, the... I mean, the true story is that, like, when Hang Hills closed, like, I had, it was like a bad relationship that had ended, you know, and then I didn't want to jump into anything that wasn't going to be right again, you know, like, I wanted to make sure that whatever the next project was, I was going to be happy, and um, it seemed like too high a stress at the time to jump into something right in the middle of the pandemic, and also with an unknown business partner, and so I sort of pulled the plug on it. Uh, and I'm gonna, just going to continue contract brewing for now, although I have a lot of irons in the fire. And uh, if I can get permission from my wife, <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will reopen a brick and mortar sometime very soon. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, yeah I figured because you were, I knew you were talking about it and then the pandemic just kept getting worse. I'm like, there's no way he opened up, you know, during this. And I didn't see anything about it. So I'm like, he had to have changed gears. So I just don't understand how, like, there's been a couple of breweries that have opened in the middle of this. And, and I, I don't begrudge them whatsoever. Cause it was like already hard enough, you know, with however many breweries there are in the United States. And then you're opening up with like limited capacity or like w whatever you were trying to do. Like I, God bless those people, man. Yeah, I, I was saying something the other day. Someone opened. And I'm like, they're either dumb or brilliant, or probably <laughs> a combination of both. <laughs> I know. And like every day, Brian Roth posts like some new like statistic about how nobody's drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Unless you're you're opening up a a canned cocktail uh, business, I don't understand what you're doing. But Godspeed, friends. Godspeed. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's like the, like, we're just, like, I was just saying, it's like, you know, there's, every time it seems like there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, uh, something else happens. And so 
I got it. I got it pretty good right now. Like the the fucking beer I'm making right now is the best beer I've ever made in my life. And uh, like I, I said this to like a thousand accounts in the last couple of weeks. Like every time you drink a Hanging Hills beer, it's the best beer you ever drank. Uh, because every single time, I'm just focusing on those like six or seven brands, and I'm not going crazy. So, I, I got a good thing going right now. Well, shoot, uh, Aaron, I think we should jump into to this first one. We've got we've got a marathon here that we've got to do. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think that was a good segue, if anything, of the every time you drink a Hanging Hills beer, it's the best beer you've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty arrogant had, sounding, but I, mean, you know. <laughs> I I am not one of those arrogant. Like there, there's definitely like this little, uh, you know, cadre of brewers out there who think that they make the best beers in the world because somebody on somebody told them that they did. But I'm just like I said, I'm just trying to shut out the market and focus on on making the best beers that the companies ever made. So, well, shoot, um, you. You want to give an overview of what you sent us before we jump into the first one? Yeah, so I sent you uh, our, my beloved uh, Pilsner, Hills Pills. Um, and that beer has gone through a lot of iterations since we first brewed it. Uh, the first time we brewed it, it was actually a beer called Pride Pills. And it was a beer that we had done in collaboration with my friend's uh, uh, clothing line. Uh, she had like this um, uh, queer um, androgynous clothing line. Um, she and her partner had started this beautiful, like super hip clothing line. And so we, we when they did their one of their pop ups at the brewery, we released a beer called Pride Pills. And uh, it was the first time we had done a true lager, excuse me, at Hanging Hills. And uh, everybody loved it. And so. <clears throat> I took issue with like, I was like, guys, can, are we going to like donate like proceeds to like, uh, you know, like a queer advocacy, advocacy group every time we brew this, or are we just going to be like one of those companies that like, you know, turns their logo into a rainbow every gay pride day, uh, and then switches it off at the end of the month. Like, what are we going to actually do something with this or, or should we change the name? And the guys are like, well, we don't have any money to donate. So, uh can we just you know rename the brand and uh that's that's inside dirt there uh so we switched <laughs> it uh we we actually uh we we thought about it for a long time um we actually did give some money to true colors here in hartford um for the pride beer but uh for hills pills it became something completely different anyway so it was fine uh, when I open the brick and mortar, we'll bring back pride and do some real cool shit with that. But for the time being, we have Hills Pills, which uh, originally was a heavily dry hopped beer, had a lot of cascade actually in the last like 15 and zero minute additions uh, and also had some Vienna malt in it. Uh, it was kind of like this American interpretation of a Pilsner. And I can hear Katzenbrow like rolling over in his Twitter grave <laughs> <laughs> as I say that. Uh, but working, uh, moving uh, production over to East Rock in New Haven, uh, who only does Reinhold's Kabot beers. Uh, I was like, I want to make this as like Germanic as possible. So uh, it's Pilsner malt. 
uh, it is naturally carbonated. We're spunning the bitch, and uh, and then it's it's Saphir is all German hops all the way through. So it's like, I mean, it's it's not noble, but I love Saphir hops, and I think it works really well in this beer. So that's the first one you guys are drinking. That's sort of sort of the trajectory of that that particular beer. But I think, in my opinion, it's the best beer we make, probably. Period. But I say that about all of our beers, so don't. don't <laughs> You're gonna hear that three more times. You're yeah, gonna hear yeah. that every single time I talk about one of my beers. I'm a salesman. I'm a fraud, and I'm a salesman. So I will talk about all. Of I wouldn't beers. call you a fraud. I mean, like a hack, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that takes some guts. <laughs> all right, I'll call. I'll, I'll be a hack. How about that? <laughs> Well, uh, uh, should we go ahead and, and start drinking this this Hacks first beer here, guys? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, a, a couple of things we've done since the last time you had it, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved a lot of the hops um, around. And so uh, former head of ops uh, did a 90-minute edition. He did a 15 and a Whirlpool and then dry hopped. And um, I kept the 90 minute. I love 90 minute. I love that first forward edition. Yep. Um, and then I moved a ton to the Whirlpool, which expresses a shit ton of Saphir flavor. Um, and we picked up, we've noticed it actually feels more bitter by moving a lot more hops into the Whirlpool and away from, I, I don't know scientifically how it's possible, but it feels, it's perceivably more bitter uh with that switch to the whirlpool than it was when we were adding in the 15 and uh splitting it up so uh that beer has has gone through many iterations but like right now i think it's gonna stay this way until like raw materials change like there's no need to change what we're doing with this beer right now yeah you know i i'm glad that you said that i i don't i don't know what the hell it is either but that whole idea that sometimes uh getting out all of that flavor and aroma and just doing either bitter and whirlpool it, o- it almost makes it cleaner enough where that bitterness shines through more so um without tainting i guess our tasting but that's that's awesome to hear yeah um well cool let's go ahead and, and get that poured if if you guys haven't already i did okay. i did too all right I jumped the gun son of a <laughs> mm. i like jt has a has a pretty proper pilsner glass too yeah, I do not have any proper glass with me this evening. So, uh, JT, let's go ahead and start with you. What are you getting from uh, appearance on this bad boy? It's very clear this is definitely what a true Pilsner would look like. Uh, I am still getting a couple bubbles coming up from the bottom. Uh, color-wise, it definitely reminds me of like a High Life or something like that. Uh, doesn't nearly have the effervescence that we had with High Life. I don't have a ton of head retention on that, but with the lager, I'm not surprised, but... Uh, yeah, it looks, it's very clear, but it looks very, very delicious. And what do you got? Um, I got a really nice, uh, head out of it when I first poured it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably I didn't pour it super aggressively. Um, and I got a good two inches, you know, uh, to start and it, it did dissipate, but I've still got that nice ringer on the outside. Beautiful golden color. Um, uh, I've still got some carbonation releasing too, and I poured this when we, you know, when we started. So it's been sitting here for a minute. Um, 
but yeah, it, uh, back to the olden times, it looks like beer. <laughs> it does. Um, you know, I, I do have a little bit more of kind of a fluffy head that's that's sitting on there. It's not a huge foam cap, but it is working well, and it is kind of helping to uh, to keep that aroma in, not to jump the gun. But, um, yeah, it, it does. It looks like beer, right? It's this, it's this clear, pale. It, it seems, you know, and I don't remember quite, but you did say it had Vienna. But, like, it does seem more kind of pale. Oh, there's no more. I mean, it's Pilsner malt. No. Yeah, so it's all it's all pills. So it, it it's it looks brighter, lighter in color. I'm gonna pour a pilsner because you guys got and I have a proper glass. So yay! I did too, and then I forgot to use that glass. Well, it looks like a half glass. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. I grabbed the wrong glass. I I have what's clean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go. Uh, aroma, JT. Are you are you smelling anything on this? No. All right. Especially, All right. especially this week, I can't smell anything. So, JT, you got COVID? No, but I got uh, just getting over. Um, oh shoot. Um, Herpes. Yeah. Okay. No. You'd I'm actually have to have it. action to get that of, uh, of the nose. Um. <laughs> no, I got uh, strep throat this week. So. <laughs> which was really fun. They did the strep screen, which is always fun, followed by the COVID screen, which is like, what a great, you've poked me in my throat, now you're going to poke me in my brain. But, yeah, so. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I'll just edit that shit out later, because no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, All keep right. it in, man. All right. <laughs> so, Aaron, how about some, some non-nonsense? Oh, oh, well, that's asking a lot because you know who you're talking to. I'm full of nonsense. It's fair. But um, it's very, I don't know, it's weird to say, but it's very clean smelling. Um, you know, you don't get any dankiness. You don't get any of those other things, which you wouldn't expect this to have that, which is, you know, um, maybe a little bit of a grass, hay type smell. Um, but it's not super overpowering. It's not really strong. It's nice and pleasant. And like I said, it's clean. It's not, there's not a bunch of muddled smells in there. It's, it's just that, that, and that's it. And it's, it smells good. Yeah. There's, there's just like a, like a hint of fruitiness, like almost maybe like a tangerine or, or type of thing in there, but not heavy whatsoever. There's maybe a hint of kind of spicy popping through but not really a ton of that it mostly just has a really delicate nose um and yeah yeah there's there's a there's a grassy um note that is that is very pleasant so the the base the beer that that sparked my interest in this the, even the style i mean like i i'm like everybody else uh pilsners weren't cool for a long time and I think in like 2015 or something, I had Pivo uh, from Firestone Walker. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, holy shit, this is. And I like, I remember like calling my, I, like my buddy lived across town. I was living in Northampton. And I was like, dude, you have to come over here and drink this Pilsner. And he was like, you want me to come over and drink what? <laughs> what i'm like no just come over nate just drink this beer with me and like he did he's like yeah it's good but you're a fucking asshole for making me drive over to drink a pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know like i was like everybody else i didn't know that pilsners could be like 
I, I had no idea what they could be. I'd, I'd only drink an American lagers. Uh, and like, you know, obviously with like every brewery putting out an Oktoberfest, uh, you know, like a very heavy Meriton style. I'd had those and I'd had some like box and shit like that. But like, I'd never really given Pilsner the attention that I thought like it was due. And uh, this, this like Hills Pills to me is like, like, you know, it's like my tribute, like to that moment drinking Pivo. And so like Pivo uses a heavy addition of Saphir hops. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like, that is the signature hop in that. And Saphir to me is like, you know, it's, it's not noble. Like it's, it's like a sub noble it's, but it, it's like, yeah, I was going to say it's, uh, it is a Haller tower parent or has a parent of Haller tower, I think, doesn't it? I mean, it, I, it probably does. I mean, it's from the region, but like it, it, it's not like what the Germans would consider a noble hop. So no, no, not at all. And so, and it definitely has characteristics that go above and beyond what you would expect from, you know, Hallertau, from Saws, or any of those hops that are more traditionally used. In and it's a character laden hop. Excuse me, it has some a, a hint of fruitiness to it. And I, I, when you say lime. There's definitely some lime peel in that to me, but there's also like a very pronounced like grassy note, mm -hmm. but like not, you know, not bad grassy, more like herbal, like pleasant grassiness. Uh, and I, I fucking love Saphir. Um, and I, I love how we showcase it in Hills Pills. I like how wide Joe's grin gets when he talks about grass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, the reason why is because like it's the only it's like the the brand has grown every single quarter uh since the beginning of 2021 like uh, like heartbeat does well uh halamata does well but hills pills is like the one when i go into an account people are like oh yo let me let me get a little keg of that hills pills that's some good beer and it grows like every quarter and it's like holy shit like i have something that might run counter to uh beer maximalism and uh, and it makes me really happy I, i've been really excited we talked about this on the past couple pods honestly about uh the resurgence of, of pilsner and in, in the craft beer movement and i think i love the fact that it allows people to showcase hops in a way other than what people are used to in an ipa or a pale ale where you're you're now showing more of the nuance that hops bring and so you can take a, you know a pilsner this nice delicate light style and and pull out some of those more subtleties in in a hop like like Saphir that you're you know you're not just trying to punch someone over the head with pine or cat pee or any of those things you're getting more of the the uh the, the more i don't know i've said subtle three times but i'm gonna keep on saying subtle because that's what it is you know what i mean no you know i, I liken it to like all right guys i'm sorry i'm gonna do this but like in the nineties, I was really into I was really into alternative rock, right? Like I was like every other fucking dude in the nineties, like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, whatever. And the first time I broke free of like the shit that I was listening to heavily was I bought Miles Davis's Sketches of Spain when I was seventeen years old. And that's what like drinking a Pilsner is to me. It's like all those other things are great. They have their place. They're like, you know, they're regardless of how many hops they throw in like the, i i think most most especially here in connecticut most new england ipas are well done at this point 
but like every now and then you need your mind blown by something that's clean and like refreshing and makes you challenge your palate a little bit more and that you know it's it's to me it's the most it's the fucking best it's the best let's go taste mouthfeel and finish then on that note jt uh is your palate being blown that sounds terrible (laughs) (laughs) damn it Uh, i just promised i would cut down on the bro culture and that came right okay we, anyway. we he just just used the perfect word. It's for not it. it's not your fault. It's <laughs> my fault. So you you don't have to feel bad about that. It is it is subtle. Is definitely a word I would use. It's I like this. I, why while I'm tasting this, can you explain why pilsners kind of went away? Is there a reason it's not as popular as it used to be, or is it hard to make? Is it just doesn't sell well? What is the reason that pilsners not as are not as common as they used to be? I mean, they are hard. They are harder to make well. Um, they're not that hard to make. I mean, the yeast does most of the work, just like any other beer. Um, they weren't selling for a while, you know, like, uh, when we actually, when I first put this beer out in 2017, I get the same look. This is like, this is not even that long ago, but like, it feels like eons ago in craft beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go I'm like, Hey, do you want this Pilsner? And they'd be like, you mean IPA, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Like we have, like yeah, I have an IPA too. But like you know, this is an alternative. Like you've got eleven drop lines. Maybe one of them can be a pilsner. Um, and people also attribute for a long time they thought like you know pilsners are, you know, the shit that their grandpappies drank uh, in the seventies and eighties, and uh, they did they couldn't possibly have the punch uh, of a really potent craft beer. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a little bit of a philosophical thing too. I think a lot of brewers lost their way, uh, uh, and, and started making things that they thought the market wanted, or they, they knew the market wanted and, uh, they lost their, they lost their mojo. And, uh, I think, I think this new attachment to Pilsner is like brewers reclaiming that mojo and also the customers realizing that not everything has to have 45 fucking ingredients in it to be good. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I we mean, had Duval before, which is really simple and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think one thing that that for the longest time, craft beer became a whole bunch of people shouting in a room. And sometimes there's something beautiful about someone just whispering. Yeah. And and the great thing about a pilsner is it forces you to shut up and listen to the whisper. So it is in social media, is what you're saying. No, exactly. Right. But the, the other thing. It doesn't translate as well as a hazy IPA on uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Well, the, and the other thing too, like you know, Joe, to your point about you know, it's it can be it can be hard to make just in the fact that it can screw up because when you are whispering, all it takes is one minor shout to ruin the the silence of that whisper, right? Oh, and for that, sure. Right, and and that's definitely something in Pilsner that all it takes is one. One out of place design, you know, yeah. like matched in too high. Maybe you're you're too bitter. Uh, you know, you know. There's maybe you fermented slightly warmer than you intended. You got some esters in there you didn't want. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember we we had early on. I had head retention problems with this beer, um, and we we fucked around with a lot of adjuncts in order to build that back up. But I think. Um, uh, for us, well, for Hanging Hills, like just focusing on what the Germans were doing 
you know, naturally carbonating really helps. Uh, you know, getting those solid protein rests really help. Uh, and, and just making the beer as, as like, you know, yeast healthy as possible really helps build all of those things. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm with you. Like any tiny little fuck up will show up immediately in a beer like this. Well, Aaron, how about you? We didn't get to you for taste mouthfeel. Sorry, I keep talking. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> oh, boy, um, Joe, if there's one thing I hate from a guest, it's them like interacting with us it's terrible i know but i'm, I'm talking about my beer and i'm, I'm ignoring you <laughs> that's all right we ignore tim too um i hate you all so i definitely get the continuation of that that kind of grassiness in the in the in the taste and it's there's a bitterness to it but it's not super bitter um it's definitely clean and refreshing um, nice um, carbonation on the tongue. Tip of my tongue after a drink is really dry, which mm. makes me want to drink some more. Which yeah. you know is a nice, a nice way to keep going back to it. That's uh, the nicest compliment ever, actually. So, you know, once in a while, like the beer idiot of the group gets something right. Oh, you killed it. I mean, like, yeah. a beer, if a beer's refreshing and makes you want to drink more, and then you say that, that's like, I'm going to end the show right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> you know, Aaron keeps calling himself the beer idiot, but each week he has something insightful to say. Uh, I think he's been sandbagging us this whole time. <laughs> if I see you drink another Chuckana and then call yourself an idiot, I'm going to call you a fucking liar. Oh, <laughs> those guys, they know what they're doing. Dude. We we didn't even call out the fact that that uh, Aaron is the guy wearing the band T-shirt to the concert he's at. That's right, dude. I love <laughs> Jesus <her>. Christ. <laughs> I did. I love that guy. Little do you know that I used to play for the Colorado Avalanche too, JT. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So not. I mean, it's been a little while now, but it wasn't too long ago. You mentioned Chuck and I, they, they started canning. They got a canning line. Right. And I literally drove the 50 miles or whatever up the road to their brew house just so I could get a, get it in cans. Um, I love I that also, they opened up in Portland and, and didn't make it easier for you to get their beer. Yeah. Or well, they're opening, they're opening in Portland, right? Yeah. I think they're, they're working on that. Yeah. I don't think it's happened yet, but, uh, yeah, no, they 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 make really really nice beers. So, yeah. But uh, the, and you guys talk about you know that's a dude beers. who never lost his mojo. Will oh Kemper. yeah, they stuck to their guns for sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, but you talk about this, and I don't know if it was you, Tim. Uh, I'm not going to give you credit for it unless you <laughs> tell me it was you. But told me when we started doing this a while back that really when you go into a craft brewery, the best thing you can do as if you've never been there is drink either their Pilsner or lager because you'll find out whether they can make a good beer or not. You know, there's nowhere to hide in those beers and you can fruit up a fucking IPA all you want and hide a bad beer to some extent. You can't do that with this. And well, even, the, even if like they're not fruiting it up, like, there's a, a fermentation profile. Like if the guys are, if the guys are gals or, or, or the they's are putting together a really clean profile Pilsner, 
that probably means that they're putting together a really good brewing program generally. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put in the consideration to to make a high-end Pilsner, um, then, you know, you probably care about everything else. Yeah. No, it's no, it's a really good beer. I, I, I like it. This is not the first time I've had it, but it's obviously probably different than the last time I had it. I mean, it's probably not going to change ever again. Like I'm, uh, like I'm using the, these malts from Germany, from Stone Path, uh, an importer here in Massachusetts. Um, the, the Saphir I'm getting a hold of now is, is fucking elegant as hell. The natural carbonation is, like I'm never ever ever going back to to force carving this beer. Um, the match temps that we got on, and like I, the fermentation schedule is on point for me. Like it's, I added a week and a half to the lager, uh, which that might be the only thing that changes is giving it more lager time. Because right now it's a 35 day beer, and I kind of want to push it to as far as I can. Uh, in a financially reasonable way for this beer. I'm really happy that you're you're naturally carbonating. Uh, that's a thing that I don't think enough people appreciate is that you get a softer, denser bubble when you when you naturally carbonate. Yeah. Uh, and you increase head retention because you're not you're not killing all those those protein shells. Like I like I always ask people all the time. Uh, what is a beer bubble made out of? And they always say carbon dioxide. I'm like, no, no, that's what it contains. Like, if I asked you what a balloon is made of, you're not going to say helium. You're going to say it's made of rubber, right? And a beer bubble is made of a protein shell. And when you force carbonate it, you're you're breaking all these protein shells, and they might, you know, they might flock out or dissipate and then get reabsorbed and get back in there. But they can only do that so many times before they just look like sad, broken down balloons. And they're not <laughs> they're not really nice bubbles. But when you naturally carbonate that, you get that softer, denser bubble. And, and it helps have that hope that softens up the mouthfeel, reduces that kind of carbonic bite. Uh, it also does wonderful things uh, for the late edition hops because I don't have to blow off all of those very volatile aromatics yeah. that I just threw in there. Um, so it's, it's just capturing a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm far from a biochemist uh, or, or a bi- you know, a biologist, but I think the yeast appreciate it more as well. So it's, you know, I fucking love this beer. It's a damn good beer. Yeah, right. no, I mean, for me, it's probably a one and done, I think, after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's like isn't that like every date you've ever been on <laughs> oh <laughs> i don't know I, that. I don't know your mom is asking on a second one so i think you're probably okay <laughs> oh man you really you leave you dorothy mantooth alone <laughs> <laughs> dorothy mantooth is a saint fuck you Riley. tell your mother to stop calling me <laughs> Man, that's funny. well good i'm glad i'm glad we already took it there uh it is we are only i don't know half hour into this pod so that's a good start yeah. hey i told people to hang on when we started it's not, <laughs> if they didn't heed the warning i don't know what to tell you yeah. <laughs> send him a wilson phillips cd i'm trying to be gentler i'm i think i'm and, and you just I, I couldn't you set me up for the one and done thing <laughs> Trying um, to be a dick, J- Joe. One and done, like a John Calipari recruit. Oh, 
Oh, that, that, see, that, 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 right there see, that makes good. sense, and that didn't hurt anyone's feelings, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tim, like you have feelings at two years into the pandemic. <laughs> I, I would be I would be mad if you would have let that one hang right there, <laughs> for sure. Um, we've all given up on our feelings at this point. Oh God, yeah. oh God. As as much as we've talked about what it's like to feel again, which I don't think it happens. I think that's perfect. Um, Aaron, uh, what do you think we should be drinking next, or should we make Joe pick? We should make um, Joe pick. Well, so he sent two doubles. Yeah, and and then just uh a hazy single so Just probably ought to i would my recommendation would be splitting up the doubles yes uh, <laughs> but which, whichever like, one joe wants to go with next is fine of the two doubles but i think we should you know break them up so that they're not right next to each other i think we should i think you guys should go into heartbeat right now heartbeat that's, that is the uh that's the unmarked can i say yeah then those are not short fills guys they just ran out of labels <laughs> okay wouldn't so, bother me either way. I don't know. I, I, I just assumed that we weren't cool enough <laughs> for labels. <laughs> All right, let's go. I'm not going to take that one. I'm just going to let it hang there. That, hmm. All right, Tim, Joe, you guys make fun of each other for two minutes while I go grab the next one. <laughs> Same here. Be right back. I, I don't want to make fun of you. I just want to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> We're only a half hour in, and you all have to take a break already. I'm very disappointed. I'm, Everyone's I'm an amateur. Go, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. All right, you do that. We'll keep edit this, this. Keep this part into the podcast. People love when uh, other people talk about going to the bathroom. And, oh, and dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> now right. watch, watch me put this beer in my pilsner glass. There's, there's... All right, so uh, we definitely did not take a break. This is like I'm sure JT is making a seamless transition right back uh, into all of this. He did change. A, he had a wardrobe change for some reason. Yeah, I'm representing the whale now, the greatest jersey in the history of hockey. Fuck yeah! I actually have a green one, but I couldn't find it. I forgot. So yeah, I got the reverse retro. But no, the Hartford the whale is the greatest uniform, maybe not the history of sports, but the, definitely the history of hockey. That's so, amazing. So, Thank you for that. So no problem. Joe, yeah, Joe, can, can you make a beer called JT Panders? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to call it JT is the motherfucking king. Cause... Should just call it Pandering Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> make it a nut brown ale. Yeah, oh, dude. God. Man, I love that. I love yeah. that beer style so much. It might happen. I love brown ales. Brown Me ales. Too. Brown elves are just like so hit or miss from They're either amazing or they're absolutely terrible. There's no in between. What and makes that... them terrible for you, JT? Just his taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just some of them just come out to me as really flat. Uh, not a ton of flavor. Uh, they just come off. Yeah, flat is probably the word I'd say. It's usually when I don't like a, a nut brown, it's because it comes off flat. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there are a lot of one-dimensional ones, for sure. I think that's probably why that style struggles, is because they're the ones that are great are fucking awesome, and I want to drink them all the time. But there's a lot of probably not great examples that continue to be out there in the market. That's one of those beers that, like, I, I think it's a hangover from the late 90s and early 2000s where brewers just throw 35 malts into the mash. Yeah, right. Uh, trying to find some sweet spot of, of you know, like whatever, but uh, 
the I feel like the more basic the the malt bill on that beer, the better. Uh, I, I think I think that about every beer I make, if I if I find myself wanting to add a fifth malt, <laughs> and it's not just like acidulated, then I'm like, okay, I need to I need to fucking stop because I'm gonna make mud. It's not I gonna like taste the, like anything. I like the guys who are like, uh, you know, I can taste the difference between like Special B and one and Crystal One Twenty, right? <laughs> or oh, this was C Forty. I would have thought this was C Sixty. Just shut, no, shut up. <laughs> it's like that dude is such a fucking liar. He, oh. You know what? Though he probably has a podcast, so I should probably stop making fun of him. Does he take live calls? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, to keep us somewhat on track, uh, while Aaron eats his protein snacks, uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the heartbeat. Joe, give us, uh, without giving away too much information, your description of this beer. So this is uh, this is uh, a very New England double IPA. Uh, it's 8.4%, so it is, you know, it's a bigger beer. It's not huge. It's not the biggest, but it's definitely 8.4. And uh, we, we used to have to cut customers off because they would ask for a third and and I'd be like, well, dude, that's a really nice Howdy. You sure you want to get in it afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it takes into account, you know, a, a lot of different, um, a lot of different, uh, you know, that, that beer's actually gone through many iterations as well. And I think right now what we're doing with that beer is, uh, I'm going to say this again. It's the best beer we've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next one. <laughs> no, I fucking love Heartbeat right now. It's really good. It's really good. And also, uh, as much as I can wax poetic about uh, Pilsners, um, there's this other side of uh, of of um, craft beer social media where it's like you kind of have to take one side or the other. Like if you're a really good lager brewer, you also can't make IPAs. Like it's like some unspoken rule. And, uh, and I don't, it, it's not, I don't think it's adhered to by a lot of people, but there's this, there's definitely this contingency of gatekeepers who are like, you make loggers or you make really good IPAs, but you can't cross between. And, uh, and I think that that's a bunch of bullshit. Like I, I, I am actually a huge, I, I lived on the West coast long enough that IPA was my first craft beer love. So, uh, to the Vinnie Trelusos of the world who have <laughs> Hella good Pilsners and hella good Belgians and the best IPAs in the country. Uh, for, to him, toast to him. Well, I so I can't believe that you ever had any. Well, I can believe because I've I've bar I've been behind the bar in a brewery serving people beer. So I get the like you hint. Would you say this was eight point four? Yeah. Um, yeah, you hit me an eight point four. You better also have a pillow and a bedtime story on <laughs> on your menu. <laughs> I, I can't drink three of these uh i i i'm a little worried about uh falling asleep in the middle of this pod after this one but uh um let's go ahead and jump into this aaron i'm gonna start off with you with appearance uh yeah but first i, I just want to say tim you can make fun of my protein snack all you want it <laughs> takes a lot of fuel to run this machine that's all I'm <laughs> 
I mean, so you're a gas guzzler, is what you're saying? You, if you were like me, you would understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I, I, you know what? On both accounts, I'm glad I don't. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's probably fair. Uh, so this is obviously hazy. Um, it is orange juice coloring, kind of. Um, not quite that orange. Um, you know, but uh, it is definitely not clear. It is hazy as it should be. Uh, I got a nice head out of it when I poured it, although it did dissipate pretty quickly. Um, that could be because I didn't pour it aggressively enough or maybe in shipping or something. Um, but ship, but, I don't think shipping had anything to do with that. Um, but it does have <laughs> it does have a nice bit of, you know, lacing. It's still, you know, running down the glass and all that's, you know, it, it looks looks good. Uh, JT, anything to add? No, he hit it right on the head. The first thing I poured this is I thought this looked like orange juice. Uh, definitely very hazy. I still got a pretty good, de- decent lacing and head retention out of it. I didn't pour terribly aggressively, but yeah, uh, whatever. I pretty much agree with what everything Aaron. What do we need you for said. anymore, JT? I don't know. Oh, wait, editing the pod. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he's wearing the right attire. He is. Yeah, I'll right. give him that. I'll give Actually, him that. Aaron, Aaron JT came through. Tim, not so much, bro. J- Joe, this really, is not really a visual medium. I don't know if you know this, but everyone listens to this. They can't. For the people they listening at home, Tim wearing. is not wearing the right attire for this podcast. Tim should always wear something to distract from his face. Just yeah, just be happy I'm wearing a shirt at all, Joe. Uh, no I think if is. you weren't wearing a shirt, that would be hanging holes appropriate. That's true. That would that that would be very fair. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. <laughs> I think I think to completely pretend like that didn't happen. I think uh, Aaron had it's not orange juice. Like I think so many times with, with hazy people want to go there. It has it, more it's of not a that color. It's like it's more watery looking than that. Like, and I don't want to say that is a bad thing, but it's it's almost like it, there's a layer of water around a column of <laughs> what would be orange juice in the middle. So because I think if what you I'm saying around, is it's it's like a metamucil. <laughs> if you look around the edges, like through the top, like if you if you look at the top, no more word from our sponsors. <laughs> Back in my day, when I need to get fiber, I got myself some metamucil. No, like if you look from the top, you can actually around the edge of the glass see through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. if you get to the outside edges, you can kind of see through it from the top. It's like top. when you go to McDonald's and you mix your, your orange juice with your high C. So it's, it's there yeah, you go. It appears thinner around the outside is what I'm saying, you know. And oh, I like my beers like I like Aaron, thinner around the outside. Well, oh. you have not seen me lately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it is. It's, it's very pleasant, though, because I think... Um, I, Joe, you can speak to this to like this style a just because of of everything that's in there. It has so much uh, residual, uh, you know, vegetative and protein and everything. You, it's got a lot of stuff that can oxidize really quickly, right? Mm. And so a beer like this, particularly in a can shipped across the country, like the risk of it turning off and brown weird is pretty high right and this did not do any of that whatsoever i mean we 
we've been getting incredibly low do counts on every beer uh, i mean hills pills is like single digits because of the natural carb i mean like there's nice. no oxygen left over the yeast is doing really well um but we're we're seeing like 30 to 50 um you know like real low numbers i wasn't i'm not worried about shipping it out and it oxidizing and, and rusting you know like it's i don't think i'm gonna lose any color there so mm-hmm. uh if i was seeing the first time we uh we ever canned a beer was a two-head filler uh the mobile canning operator hadn't gotten their their uh forehead yet Mm -hmm. and so they brought their two head filler uh and i think we were seeing like like 250 300 uh on those um which is still not the worst i've seen but it's not great by any means i mean it means like i'm not selling it to a single fucking store because it's not you know yeah the spec but um that was the first first time so for for our listeners that don't know or or Aaron who's pretending to know while he just eats nuts <laughs> what he's talking about is dissolved oxygen and so when you say like 250 that's parts per billion of dissolved oxygen and when you get up that high that's where something is going to to oxidize and age faster uh, uh, yeah like exponentially faster and that's and that's reading dissolved oxygen, and then when you take total packaged oxygen, which is in a very layman's term, you're basically doubling that. You're taking headspace oxygen and back and dissolved oxygen. Um, that's where you get a lot of aging. But something like that, if if you're if you're getting some of these things down into single digits, that's going to help because anytime that a beer ages with oxygen, it's all the other stuff, right? Anything that oxidizes, that's where you get the cardboard flavors, but that also that's also where you get color uh, tinge. Yeah, color tinge. You muted get muted hop flavors. I mean, just like the 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 whole gambit of of old beer is coming. I mean, if the beer was made cleanly, but it tastes like shit, more than likely it was oxidized beer. Yeah. Um, is all that oxygen what happened to your face, Tim? What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, for it, every it, time he makes fun of me, I'm gonna come up with something. Okay. No. Hey. No. Oh, I'm not even. I'm not even mad. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, oxygen is what lets a flower uh, bloom. So yeah, I, I would say oxygen is what created this this <laughs> lovely Ooh. visage that you're staring at right now. I, uh-huh. I'll I'll give oxygen all that credit. Wow. <laughs> that's a, that is a that's a pretty good recovery. Wow. <laughs> You mean son of a bitch, Aaron. <laughs> um, no, she said mean and not incorrect. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about the joke, regardless of how mean it might be. So wow, uh, no, like, I, I'm not, I'm not even mad. I feel uh, like I'm on the school bus. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. A whole wheel of cheese. You ate an entire wheel. Of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to this beer. Oh yeah, we're drinking beer. That's what we're, we're here. We're drinking for. beer. I, I, oh my we're, god. We have we we have this beer plus two more to go. So Jesus, let's, focus. Let's, let's go. Uh, let, let's just plow right through here. That's Aaron, amazing. aroma, uh, mouthful, aroma. taste, okay. finish. Just do it all. Just JT's not going to be a small goddamn thing anyway, so we're going to just go in the mouth. Okay, uh, so I get a lot of, uh, in the aroma and in the in the taste, I had a lot of grapefruit, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like lot, that. 
it's something that I actually have a grapefruit in my fridge, funny enough, and I can't eat it because I forgot that on my heart blood pressure medication, I'm not supposed to eat grapefruit. So I had my wife buy one and I'm like, oh, I got to give that to the neighbor because my wife won't, won't eat it. Um, You're making fun of me, old man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, a lot of grapefruit, definitely some bitterness to it. Um on the kind of on the back end, it does not strike me as terribly heavy for what is an eight. What'd you say? 8.4. Yeah. 8.4 uh, percent beer. I don't, I don't feel like it's super boozy or anything. It's, it's not, it's not heavy in that respect. Um, so what about, I mean, what, about mouthfeel? what are you getting from mouthfeel? I get a sweetness and, it doesn't it doesn't dry out uh like say the hill the pills does it it's it lingers a little longer um especially along the sides um you know it's uh i don't know how to describe it exactly but it definitely doesn't clear out it, it doesn't seem to to dissipate or clear out as fast like you get a little bit of a coating right but to me yeah. it's not it's not overly sweet like it has body without being cloying yeah, it's not it's not like I'm sitting here doing the dog who's got, you know, peanut butter in its mouth type wait, thing. It's wait, not like that. What? Why are you talking about my sex life, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I was not going dude. there. But Why you've are all you shaming me right now? You've all seen <laughs> you've all seen that, right? Where you get it and you're like, nah, and their their tongue just keeps going because they're trying to get it clear. It's not like that. Oh, that's, okay. That's yeah, no, yeah, we're talking about beer, right? No, totally. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. We are off the I was rails trying early. to give a very <laughs> accurate description of what it wasn't doing. I, I know, but when you said doing the dog, that did not that like I saw I Joe's doing the dog. Yeah, what? you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the second you did that, I saw Joe's eyes get wide. He was gonna, <laughs> he was ready to pounce. This right, episode now includes bestiality. Oh, Jesus. oh my god. Maybe I got tongue tied, but you knew what I was trying to say. It's like that a dog getting peanut butter on the roof of its mouth and trying to get it off. I want to apologize to every single one of our listeners. Um, All 16 of them. All 16 of them. Sorry, guys. Yes, I'd like to apologize to Mike Yurevich and Anya. (laughs) Anya, yeah. (laughs) Sorry to all the dudes. (laughs) Eric. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Eric Hild. Um <laughs> No, uh, JT, can you please save us with something? Boy, this is this is uh, this is shooting uh, a full court shot here. But can you save us with something intelligent to, to say about? <laughs> no, Aaron. Of- Aaron once again hit the nail right ahead. This does not taste like eight point four percent at all. This is very smooth. I definitely get the grapefruity. I get a little bit more dry at the end, but like you said, it's the flavor lingers in your mouth for a while. It's a really nice mouthfeel. Feeling my cheeks a little bit, but not as much as I'd expect from a typical hazy IPA, especially hazy double IPA. But it definitely is really refreshing, just like the pills we had. Yeah. And this is this is one of those beers I could see after two of them wanting to have a third and being cut off because it does not taste like a poor. I wanna hug I wanna hug everybody except him. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> You guys are wearing the right shirts. You're saying the right things about the beers. Tim is going to get technical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, here I'll 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 help Tim out here because I will. No, say no, this. no. I I, I actually want to hug Tim too because he's so little. 
don't know if it's so much hug as it is hold. Yeah. It's cradle, I think. IPAs in general are not really my jam. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I sent you a lot. Oh, it's okay. I don't mind them, but I just don't drink them a lot. So I would probably drink one of these and be very happy about it. Yeah. And it would be fine. But then I would I would want that crisp, refreshing Pilsner or something else. I I could not drink personally two or three of these. No yeah. way. I, I drink one. I'll drink the one and you know and and it's good, but it, it's just not not my thing. I think your liver thanks you for that. I mean eight point four. <laughs> eight point four. Yeah. It's a big beer. I, I will I will say something that JT said that I was surprised by myself when I drank this was he said refreshing, which is not something I would expect out of an 8.4 uh, hazy. Is that there is something that like because it's got like that, like a right amount of pithiness. Right. Yeah. And rindiness and that, you know, grapefruit and tangerine and tangelo and all that that type of of more you know not ultra sweet citrus but those types of things that are in there um but the fact that a there's no heat on this thing right i'm not tasting the alcohol whatsoever no um but also because it does have that uh that uh high c and orange juice mixed uh, thing going for it. no it is it's it is surprisingly refreshing like it's not it, it's sweet but it's not overly sweet uh i could see having another one and then halfway through taking a nap um but it <laughs> <laughs> but it it is something where i don't think i would have to be you know i i said from the jump that you know I don't want to drink 16 ounces of hazy, but this one I could, and and I would would be ready to to go have another. I, it does not come across like a double IPA in a lot of respects because it's also not. I mean, we certainly got into that arms race of IBU, right? Mm. And that which was fun and all, but it if your the enamel was came it? off your teeth and and. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, and I think I mean, the fact... fatigue after one beer was a real thing in the early yes. yeah. 2010. Yeah, yeah. And this doesn't, this one doesn't give you palate fatigue. I think that, yeah, I think, Joe, I think that was the perfect phrase there is you don't get so fatigued after this where you're like, well, I'm done now because everything's going to taste like nothing. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, a, a guiding principle, I don't think this, I know this. A guiding principle of any beer that I make is um, I, I I hate I like I, I I say this literally like I hate when anything is too much. Um, if uh, mm. if somebody has mashed in too high and they've used a ton of golden naked oats, um, and there is this like residual like oatmeal cookie sweetness. Um, it, it almost makes you want to drink a water. Um, uh, if something is too bitter, uh, it, it makes you not want to drink the beer anymore. 
uh, if it's too dry hops, you start to get those chlorophyll qualities and throat burn and like other undesirable characteristics out of a beer. So like when I look at any beer that I, and you know, from a recipe standpoint and then finally production standpoint, I'm always looking at things to remain in structural balance. So Aaron, you, you described uh, bitterness. A lot of New England IPAs don't uh, adhere to any bitterness. They're just like uh, anti-bitter. And, and to me, that's not an IPA. Yeah, they're all cold side and you don't get anything. And that's fine too. Like if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But like uh, Steve Luke up there at Cloudburst in Seattle, he uh, talks a lot about hop structuring. Um, and I like, I, I didn't call it that, but like, it's something I always believed. And when he used that phrase, I was like, that motherfucker is right. Because you, uh, what you end up doing by adding hops at various intervals along, especially with the New England IPAs and the heavy drop, the cold side, you're starting to add all of these different flavor points to attach the fruitiness to. And if you don't have a contrasting point, all you're getting is sweet. All you're getting is fruit. And so you don't even recognize the quality. You're just tasting sweet and fruit. Um, and so like when, and, and I'm not trying to be critical of other people. If that's like, if you're making a million bucks and you want to keep fucking doing it, bro. But that's not what I'm thinking about when I'm making heartbeat, you know, like heartbeat or Halamanta, which was your eyes. I'm thinking you're drinking that next. I, I want everything to, you know, you guys had heartbeat. <laughs> like that beer is 10, five and it's 10, like, five. And, and again, the, the goal of that beer, even a 10.5, is to keep all of the flavor paradigms in balance. Because once you start tipping the scales, like, what the fuck is the point? It's not even enjoyable anymore. You're just doing it because you have the money to spend on raw materials. Well, you're, and you're... and why wouldn't I want my consumer to want to have another one? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, literally, if I'm selling a beer, why do I want them to get burnt out after a beer? Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to think I'm crazy probably i mean you already think i'm crazy but maybe crazier in that i drink that heart beast and i think it's easier drinking than this is i think that's that's quite the compliment i accept it i i could i after i drank that beer i was like i could drink another one of these and then you'd be in real trouble i called that beer evil on twitter uh because it is very unassuming and that it's a ten and a half. And Tim, you're when you drink it, you'll understand. And it's not super bitter, and it's not super sweet, and it's just it's a really easy drinking beer. It's uh, as I called it, dangerous. I've been I've been <laughs> equal parts excited and afraid of that beer. I'll be honest. Yeah. No, I was really surprised by it. I really, I really thought I wouldn't maybe like it because I'm not a huge IPA guy, and I thought it would be boozy. And it is really, it's most definitely not it, it's i was really shocked you know uh, uh kind of uh, you know we're not really drinking that science i i am sorry if i'm hijacking uh something we're not even talking about but um, i hate when our guests talk yeah, <laughs> but we, because of the nature of that beer and the nature of our mash ton uh I, it's really hard to throw all of those grains in and, and hit target gravities without adding some type of adjunct so um, i'm admitting here on your show that we threw some dextrose in the boil for that beer to hit and and so uh aaron there's a reason why i'm bringing this up 
I promise I'm not just showing off any uh, of my beer recipe knowledge, but it, what it does is uh, dextrose actually helps dry out <laughs> some of the beer and makes it, I think it makes it more um, refreshing in a way. Sometimes like done, done in like a, an even hand, it can make the beer more palatable because it dries it out. Uh, so when you say that it's, um, you know, more easily drinkable than the heartbeat, uh, there's no, there's no adjuncts in heartbeat. It's, it's an all malt beer. So that sort of checks out. Your palate is once again, correct. My friend. Incredible. Mark it down <laughs> on the calendar. A fine tuned machine. That's right. Okay. Uh, enough of that. Uh, suck it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast of the Tailgate Society is sponsored by Rivelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. So they opened Rivelton Distillery, where they offer a family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the Tasting Room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or pick some up at your local High V or Fairway grocery store. You're like, this is so clean. Did I do something wrong? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> JT's going to wonder that when he goes to edit this pod. <laughs> this is so clean. Did we do something wrong? Because uh, we just kind of took a break, but we didn't really take a break there because we had to grab more beer. Um, and we should probably get into that too. Yeah. Halamanta. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little story about this beer. Uh, I'm really into marijuana. No. <laughs> I, I, uh, previous I, listeners of the pod are probably very surprised by that. <laughs> I, I marijuana, uh, it, it, like like through the through the whole pandemic has been a godsend. And uh, even 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 before, but I actually caught back into weed as an old older. I was like in my I was thirty eight, I think, when I got back into weed. But this is a, this is a conversation you and I have had about like rediscovering it and realizing the the yeah. You and I had the it. same conversation over DM once. We were talking yeah. about how beautiful it is. Yeah. And so uh, because because I like weed, I also started listening to like stoner rock. Uh, and so. There's like a lot of great bands from the '90s, uh, Caius, Sleep, um, and this, in particular, this guy Brant Bjork, Savage Garden, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> Ton of stone rock. No, this is why you're crying around the toilet when you get high, bro. You're, you're like truly, madly, deeply. <laughs> You gotta stop listening to that shit. I told you, man. <laughs> no, I so I got into this guy Brant Bjork, and uh, he put out this record called Halamanta. And then, like, uh, turns out Halamanta, the record name was based on this like Paulo Coelho type novel about this dude who goes on like this psychedelic journey and then comes back out on the other side, like more sure of himself uh more content with his the decisions that he had made in his life but he had to go through like you know he was like like not to get too biblical but it was like the, he was like job like he had to go through this hell in order to get there and i thought when i was trying to mount this comeback 
that that would be a beautiful fucking name for a comeback IPA. Um, and also, it sounds cool. It rolls off your tongue when you say it right. Like, Halamanta sounds beautiful. Uh, and then I wanted it, the beer to kind of match the marijuana experiences that I've been having. So it is very terpene-like. <laughs> Uh, and, and the goal of that was to introduce hops that had a lot of those terpene, terpene like qualities, um, and then match the artwork, which I think, uh, I think, uh, Brian Steely, the guy who did my artwork did a really awesome job of. Yeah, before we get into this, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the can art because yeah. I am also a designer, uh, by, by, by trade and like. The can art that you have for for uh, the Hills Pills, um, I can't talk for the heartbeat because yeah, the heartbeat's very similar. It's just a blue and steel colored. Okay, because because ours is just straight silver and it's yeah, very beautiful got... and minimal. Minimal. Um, the aluminum man itself. Yeah. Aluminum and a sharpie. Woo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then and then the irregular heartbeat. Like they all have a similar. And I but. I mean, I love that. I love the turning the H into a pattern. Like it has very much like a, like a Howard Johnson's uh, carpet <laughs> in the dining room type of feel to it. Weird um, cigarette burns, and... right? Okay. But, I mean, it, it, Is that bloodstain? <laughs> but it's great, right? But then, then you have the the Halamanta can, which I. It's kind of amazing because it doesn't look like all the others, but it doesn't look like off-brand for you, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a really nice way to put it, and I appreciate that, Tim. Yeah, I think I think it's fantastic. Um, again, I'm taking an uh, audible medium and trying to say anything visual, but this is. Uh, it's a very beautiful can. I love it, it. It strikes. You know what it reminds me of visually? It strikes me as a little bit, uh, a little bit voodoo, a little bit yep. Day of the Dead. Yep. Uh, you know, because of the skull and the kind of the arrows and the all-seeing eyes and stuff. It's it's just really kind of fun to look at. A little bit of ayahuasca. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never fucked around with ayahuasca, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, that the, the sort of like the, the the closing down the brewery and coming to a lot of realizations. Like I, uh, without doing ayahuasca, like I don't think it's that far off. Like what I really want out of my life, what I want out of my brewery, what I want out of my branding, and and what all of the how those things kind of tie in, and also like you know removing my personal life from my brewery. Um, which was a big realization for me that I was putting too much of myself into a company. Uh, no, it's crazy. Right. (laughs) Uh, so doing all of those things, it just seemed, uh, it seemed right, uh, to match all of those things. And then to have, uh, the actual beer that's in the can be an IPA that I'm like, I don't know, man, like we, I, Hang Hill's we always made very good double IPAs and we always made really good ESBs and like, like some of the, the stouts we made and pours we made, I'm like real proud of, but like, I, I don't think we ever had an IPA we could hang our hat on at the end of the day. Uh, and, uh, and then that includes Metacomet, like, which is like my flagship IPA, uh, which I'm not going to talk about today, but th- what I've done with that beer, uh, and what, 
we, we Teresa made a meta comment. I'm real proud of now, and I'll talk about that when I send you guys a freshly packaged version of that in a couple weeks. But um, Holomanta, I think, is the best single IPA. I'm I'm really fucking proud of that beer. Um, it's a really cool, fun six and a half percent IPA that retails for eleven ninety nine top price. Like, like you're not getting that beer anywhere for that price anywhere. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Joe? I have a, a very important question. Yeah. Is this the best beer you've ever made? <laughs> the, the beer you're holding in your hand is the best beer that hangs. Okay, I just wanted to check. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this a little bit because I've got it poured. Um, so, in comparison to Heartbeat, this is a lighter color. Yes. It, it is uh, more yellow, less gold um, than than the Heartbeat is um still very hazy very cloudy you know in that regard i got a really nice head out of it i've still got decent retention even though it's been sitting here for whatever 10 minutes 15 minutes at this point um been talking for yeah well i blame tim um (laughs) but uh yeah if you you know there's definitely a, a delineation in color um you know, like I said, the 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 double is is darker, maybe with more of a copper heart to it. This is more um, like a where this is more rod. of a uniform, yeah, uh, goldenrod color all the way through almost. I, I love that I I just threw goldenrod and you just took it and ran with it. I think that's perfect. I, well, it was it was the right term. I'll give you that. It it uh, actually I, really is. It's really yeah. nice, and like you said, it does have a nice fluffy head. Uh, this is going to be a really dumb question that no one else cares about but do you know what the volumes of co2 is on this beer so i that yeah i do so one million oh <laughs> <laughs> emilio uh so i wanted to increase the perceived sweetness on that beer because it uh it is a lower abb than a lot of my customers are used to sure uh it, the last batch was two three five okay Hmm. Wow, I would have guessed a lot higher, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I actually targeted I, I targeted between two like between two three five and two four on Halamanta. I mean it it has like a nice softness. like I'm jumping ahead here in the mouthfeel that it has like a nice softness, but just that that head retention and that fluffiness and and what I'm getting out of there where it has almost like an I don't want to call it an effervescent quality, but it has like a brightness to it. I would have guessed higher. So that's that's again to get that 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 head, that CO two breakout, that's pretty awesome. Um, sorry, I'm I'm getting ahead here. Uh JT, what are you seeing and what are you pretending to smell? I can't smell anything. So let's just get that. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> but no, I definitely get this is of all the beers we've done tonight, this has the most head retention I've seen so far. Really nice lacing when I move it around my glass. Uh definitely more of a yellow than it is a golden color. Uh definitely still looks like a juicy IPA. Um yeah. I mean it's cloudy, but it looks delicious. Well, thank you. Yeah, I don't even know that I would uh, not that cloudy is a bad term, but I don't even know that I would call it cloudy because it's got a nice even uh haze to it. Like the like 
turbid doesn't even seem like the right thing. Like it has, no, turbid's not the right word, but yeah. Like it, it, it has it has almost a, a Hefeweizen like kind of mm-hmm. quality to I like, can see that, yeah. How like fluffy and light it like it does not appear visually heavy like so many other no. ones do. There is a good amount of wheat um in in that like um it's over twenty percent wheat in that malt bill. That's yeah, it's pretty heavy then, yeah. Yeah, and so you know, like the, the wheat proteins are, are wonderful. Uh, you know, like it's not all just hops, uh, yeah. you know, like floating around in there. It's not just, you know, whatever's left of the yeast. It, there's some, there's some, there's some wheat stuff going around there. And this, I, is, this is a great example. Side note. I, I always get really angry when people say that they hate wheat beers and their favorite beer is a hazy IPA. And I'm like, motherfucker, you like a wheat beer. Quit pretending like you don't like a wheat beer. And this is JT. like, yeah, this, this is like the perfect example <laughs> of that. Like, no, man, this is, this is, it's not a traditional quote unquote wheat beer. And it doesn't have a lot of the other things you expect from wheat. Yeah, there's beer. no esters there. There's no esters. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's no isolamyl acetate coming through or all those other things that you get from a phenolic rest, but it has wheat. And so don't tell me you can't drink wheat beers because you're, you know, you've got a wheat allergy or all this. If, if, an IPA, a hazy IPA is your favorite thing. But this to me is like, you know, it's what the thing I like about the, the hazy IPA style is, is just that it does kind of help people reinterpret what a wheat beer can be. And this definitely comes across like that. Uh, Visually, like I said, it's got, it's, it's haze without being heavy in, in the visual appearance. Um, let's just jump into the rest of it then, Aaron. What are, what are you tasting? What are you, I, I already kind of gave a sneak peek of my mouthfeel opinion. That's a weird so, way to phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I, I feel like it's more orange in aroma than grapefruit like the other one. I get more of a an orange in this, but it doesn't smell quite as it, it doesn't smell quite as sweet as the other, even though I it smells more like orange, if that makes sense. This is this uh, is more orange juicy than the other one you described as orange juice. Well, yeah, I mean, but the, I the other one I said it was, you know, grapefruit in aroma and stuff, but it looked more like orange juice. But this is more orange in the nose. Um I get way more bitterness up front here um with this one it seems like mm. like okay. immediately when i get into it it's i get that bitterness um maybe a little bit of a back end sweet i get the bitter- bitterness first on this one it seems like um and you know it's a beer it's an ipa again it's not necessarily my jam <laughs> Um, but, but it's good. I like it again. I wouldn't probably drink more than one, you know, because, but that's just my personal Tim uh, in in the fall. I'm sending you to to make up for this or sorry, Aaron, Aaron, to make up for this. Uh, I'm going to send you guys the, the Oktoberfest and I'll send you and I'll send you pumpkin, the bear. Are you, are you, are you going to make any more compromise or whatever? What was that that we had? Was that what uh, we had? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a good memory. Uh, maybe, it, 
it's really hard to sell a beer like that when you don't have a tasting room. That's fair. Um, so, like, you know, when I when I open a brick and mortar, you bet your fucking ass because they're those are fun beers to brew. Uh, and as we were talking about brown ales, brown ales earlier, and obviously the, the that is a very strong tasting room beer. Um, but competing for tap space and shelf space with those styles is uh, it's a non-negotiable currently. Yeah. No, currently. that's that's fair. Um, but I still brew pumpkin the bear, which is our smoked pumpkin smoked doppelbach. Uh, and and that does really well because it's got pumpkin in it. And I'll ship you guys some of that in the fall. I do love Aaron that you just said, you know, it's not it's not my thing, but I get why people like this because I feel like that was actually Joe's wife's uh wedding vows. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Shots fired. He's not even mad because he knows I'm right. <laughs> I'm like I'm I have no comeback to that because she wrote him herself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I I just support all of her decisions. It's you know You've been trained well. I do. I, I'm working on that too. <laughs> uh so uh to to talk about the orange, there's a lot of amarillo. Uh, in that beer, so that always lends a lot of tangerine-like qualities. Uh, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask if that was in here because, like, it's popping to me as Amarillo. So there, the there's a lot of hops in there. That's actually uh, another thing that I stole from Steve. Well, I didn't steal it from Steve Luke. It's just he just reminded me that blending hops actually can enhance hop flavors. Um, so uh, Columbus again, early uh, Nugget. I love fucking Nugget. Uh, and then, uh, and that, that one nugget actually is like a 15 minute and a whirlpool edition. And then, uh, heavy additions to Amarillo, Sabro and Citra, uh, from whirlpool on to dry hop. Uh, again, hey, Joe, do, do you want to share hop contracts? Cause I kind of feel like we could be mutually <laughs> beneficial. <with these. laughs> No, because no, I don't think anyone else in the whole United States is using Citra or Sabro. <laughs> just the two of us. I don't think anybody's ever heard of those hops. No, not at all. Uh, and uh, so again, uh, I for Sabro, like people say it, and and I think it's just like a sensitivity issue. But uh, they always describe coconut with Sabro, and I always get coconut when i drink kalamata um there's something tropical about it right like yeah a, like pina colada yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean know. i almost it helps that there's almost a, a pineapple uh characteristic in there too like I, I i honestly think so like i know how i've used columbus in the past but it almost has like this weird i don't even want to call it pineapple but it almost has like this um pulpy type of thing going on for it sure. right yeah um that i think because <laughs> we had a beer that was heavily dry hopped with like citra and galaxy and we ran out of of you know the ability to get a lot of galaxy like literally everyone else did in that arms race uh and i was surprised by how well because columbus is always so kind of dank or even like you know citra can kind of get like garlicky and, th 
and this doesn't have any of those characteristics. It'll just it has all of the fruity kind of bright yeah. characteristics that come through. Yeah, uh, thank you. I think that that's the target for for any like you know New England IPA is that you, you want the fruity characteristics. Every now and then, people will put out a challenging New England IPA. Uh, that has some of those thiols, uh, some of those garlic peel and onion. And, uh, you know, I, I'm guilty of it. We did a Chinook one a couple of years ago, and I fucking loved it. But uh, the customers are like, dude, this beer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm pretty sure that, like, Treehouse's lowest rated IPA is that is a sap or whatever that's like all chinook i don't know which one oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of them that's like all it's mostly chinook uh it just doesn't lend itself well to the style uh i'd love that fucking hop so much god damn it um but anyways yeah so the target on that on halamanta is to make something that is you know fruity and wonderful and, and kind of tropical like a really dank nug without having the harsh, you know. Yeah, coffee. I mean, so, I mean, you kind of kicked this off talking about um, uh, your love of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but this doesn't really have uh, an herbal jazz cigarette vibe to me. It has more of of uh, a bright vape. tropical. Well, yeah, yeah. Vape. Vape, it does like, like a all motherfucker. The, all the cool seventeen-year-olds vaping behind the the <laughs> the high school. It definitely has that going on. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> um, but it is it is. It's more kind of like tropical, and but it's not like aggressively so. Like it's still a, a balanced beer. I don't know, JT. What what else are you getting out of this? This is a this is a beer that it was really weird. Like I had it on the tip of my tongue in the beginning, underneath my tongue, and then there's like delayed reaction. I felt it on my cheeks. Like I don't this think one you was... know how to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you rubbing it on your cheeks, Brad? <laughs> what cheeks to... was I talking about? <laughs> ah, Jesus. Just trying to link clean out the pores and you Am know. I on the right podcast? Yeah. <laughs> You didn't know that we secretly have a dark. Yeah, we secretly have a cult (laughs) following in in another world other than (laughs) just leave it at that. On the dark web, yeah. No, we're on the dork web. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We need to get going. I'm out of glasses to put it in, though. That's what that's what a sink is for. You put the glass underneath the sink, you rinse it out, you dump it out, and you got a new glass. It's not because I have an empty glass laying around. It's because I'm still working on the other beers. Well, except for and pills, because you that's only gone, and but... because you only have three glasses. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Well, well, I only have two with me. This is great. Hey, JT, great have fun editing this because we have like. Very smooth transitions into every like commercial break, uh, into every beer transition. This is this is where this is where we need one of those little like clapper boards. Yes, all right, yeah. we're, we're editing from there. No, and scene, <laughs> and we're back. 
uh, we've been here and there and everywhere, just like fucking Roy Kent uh, during this podcast. Nice reference. Look at that. Damn. So that was good. Um, we're on to our fourth beer. We're just going to jump right into this because if we don't, we'll be here for another hour. Yeah. Um, irregular oh, I'm not going to, after this beer, I'm not going to leave here. I'll be here for another three hours. I don't think I'm going to be able to move after this one. You can call chunk dialing after this. Pass it yeah. In that, pass it, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so irregular heartbeat. We had heartbeat double IPA was two beers ago in this pod. If you're following along. Um, and irregular heartbeat now is also a double IPA. So What's is, the difference, Joe? This is where uh, I I pull the shenanigans. So you know how there's like that joke about uh, the, the high pistol whipping anyone who says shenanigans. <laughs> hey, did oh, you he, see that thing? Did you see that thing where Brian Cox was like, "There's like an interview with Brian Cox, who's you know fucking." Yeah. He says uh, he starts giggling and he's like, "I love that word shenanigans." Parker, what's that, that restaurant you like with all the stuff on the wall? Shenanigans. Oh, you're talking about shenanigans? <laughs> oh. Um, so uh, there's that joke that all the Hayes canneries uh, just put out the same beer over and over again with a different blend of hops. I have uh, never made that joke or uh, suggested we do the same thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, Irregular Heartbeat is a, a once-a-year beer uh, that I put out that is Heartbeat, same malt bill, uh, but instead of Citra Mosaic, it's it used to be all Galaxy, and I found that Galaxy sucks by itself. I okay, I'm, I agree to disagree. No, I know that there's a lot of people... Uh, uh, JT from Trillium. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he like once wrote something early on in Trillium's, uh, you know, trajectory. He was talking about how they were waiting until they can get a contract for Galaxy to put out their IPA because he knew uh, that that was the hop that was going to change the trajectory of their entire company. And I know that I'm probably an outlier here, but I think that Galaxy by itself is lacking some oomph it's like it's like a steak with no salt or pepper on it oh that fucking makes me angry <laughs> <laughs> and it it needs a contrasting flavor in order yes. to bring out the the higher hmm. qualities of the hop so i'm i'm uh, gonna admit to being wrong here i think that's actually a pretty good analogy it's really fucking good no, not no. It's not really fucking good. That's a decent analogy, Joe. Like no, you made... I was talking about the hop. I don't, oh, okay. I'm not gonna blow my own horn here. I'm not Aaron. But leave that alone, Aaron. <laughs> but there was a there. He, he paused with a very. <laughs> that was a very pregnant pause. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look, I'm not gonna say I'm great. <laughs> but One beat, this is beat, the best beat, beer you've ever beat. we've ever made. <laughs> No, uh, so this has a good deal of Waimea in it, which uh, Waimea, in my opinion, is a really shitty hop. Uh, by itself. By itself. Whoa! By okay. itself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it actually lacks any defining characteristics. It's just like a, a general tropical bitter. Um, but in conjunction... So like, like, 
in and of itself, it's not really that impressive. It's like the JT of hops. Oh, man, JT. I don't want to agree with him. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to agree with him. Because you don't want I, to agree with that. He's wearing the Whalers jersey. <laughs> Tim's wearing his face, so. There, 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 was, there was a butt there. There was a butt. Uh, but the two of them combined uh, kind of, the Y-Man uh, kind of supports the Galaxy in, in really wonderful ways. And then uh, the, the, the Galaxy kind of cleans up nicely because of the Y-Man. Um, and so you get this really wild, uh, like wh- what is that? You know, those uh, pudding fruits. Have you ever had one of those before? Yellow, yeah, it's like yellow and it scoops out, it scoops out like, like, like a like pudding out of a fruit, and it's super tropical and super. It, it, it it's like a it's almost like a South American pastry like quality to it. Uh, and I fucking yep. Love this combination of hops. So okay, All right, well, well, let's let's jump into this then. Uh, you guys JT, jump in, JT. Uh, what are you when you pour this thing? What are you getting? Oh, I'm uh, sorry, I don't want to disturb you. <laughs> no, my computer is messing up for a second there. I still got a really good head retention. I poured this about probably five minutes ago. Really good lacing. Uh, definitely hazy, a uh, little bit more orange than what we've seen earlier tonight. Uh, <clears throat> but it definitely looks like a double IPA. Aaron's giving it the business over there. Yeah, I am. Cause I have, I still have a full glass basically of Halamanta sitting here. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've got them side by side to really get a good comparison on this. I thought you were trying to figure out which one was which. No, no, that I know because this one is a hair darker yeah yeah the color is a little bit darker than the halamanta um i don't think it's as dark as as the original heartbeat though no it isn't yeah Um, i still have some heartbeat left in my glass and and it is brighter yeah so it's kind of splitting the difference between the two um which is interesting right um isn't that fucking wild because it's the same it's the same malt bill, and it's the same fermentation schedule. That's the difference between those hops, though, right? Like, I mean, the light refraction, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. I, I also get a ton of, uh, I get a ton more like meringue-like head. The head on this one is is fluffy and thick and hanging out forever yeah. for me. Yeah, more than than any of the beers we've had tonight. Yeah, I, I would for agree sure with that. Didn't, yeah. I didn't pour this aggressively enough for sure, so I don't, I don't have that. But it's de- I definitely have a better layer now than I did on any of the other ones. But I should have poured it more aggressively, probably. I didn't pour it that but, aggressively, and I've still got a good head retention and all that. So, yeah. But the aroma on this is so much sweeter to me than the other two, for sure. Um, this is more of a... Um, oh, I mean, it's like this aroma is really sweet to me almost like it's a a candied type of i get lemon meringue some pie. Sort. yeah I, I still get a lot of citrusiness to it but it but it's definitely sweet citrus um and, and so it's it's you know again because it's a you know derivative so you know of another beer really 
it's interesting just how different it is. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of, um, you know, the, there is there is like a, sometimes I think brewers put out the same beer and they slap a different label on it. And uh, I think that that, I think that they are actually, I think that some people are actually doing that. And so I felt like it is my responsibility that if I'm going to do a beer that's a play on another beer that they should be distinguishably different uh that you feel like you're not getting ripped off as a consumer all right um and so the two beers next to each other uh aside from the light refraction thing which is just a weird thing what is that <laughs> i think that was jt just huffing into the microphone <laughs> sorry it's <laughs> it incredible like, timing okay. Joe's talking again. Oh my God. He never shuts the fuck up about the best beer. What an asshole I am. Hey, I'm going to take a stab in the dark on this. I'm trying to pinpoint this aroma. It smells like the sweetness of a dried apricot. Wow. I would never have said that. I'm, and I'm I could be say, wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I love the color outside of the lines, Aaron. But but I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to pinpoint it because it's a really sweet. You know, all of all of the other smell. kids were dancing on the beat, and I love the way that you dance on the off beat. Okay. I like that you clap on the one and the three. Reaching for an offbeat. I'm sorry, but that's, I'm, you know. Well, dried apricot to me, when somebody says dried fruit, I immediately go to Belgian style beer. So, yeah, um, that is a hallmark of something else. I, to to Aaron's point though, when you say that in Belgian beers. Uh, this does have a candy-like quality to it. 100%. Right? That, that's what I mean, because like a dried apricot's this sweet candy-like, and that's what I smell. Concentrated maybe... sugar. Yeah. I, and I get I get those, those, uh, those orange jelly-like candies that your grandma had that no one ever has ever found in an actual candy store. Because they they made them all in 1935. Yeah, you put them all in a cellophane wrapper, right? Like <laughs> that's what I get out of that. So there is that candy, that Belgian candy quality, without being Belgian like. I think yeah, there's a little jaggery or something. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Aaron makes a good point there. As much as it pains me to say that, I'm going to take half credit on that. Thank you. <laughs> Take all credit, please. My personal description, I, there's, there's this, I'm going to get uh, like a little obscure here, but because of where I live. so You hipster. Well, in Hartford, Hartford <laughs> is the least hip city I've ever lived in. And I say that in the, the sweetest way possible. But there are some Panamanian uh, sandwich shops here uh, in town. And they also sell these really awesome pastries that are like kind of... Like croissanty, uh, you know, like that lot of butter and flour, but mostly like butter. Flaky and flaky, yeah. But then they, instead of having like apricot or um, you know chocolate, um, they're tropical fruits. Like sometimes it'll be candied mango, 
Um, or like Star Candied Fox. Mango was actually Aaron's nickname in high school. Well, that's really cute. <laughs> uh, Just so being me. me. The the between the malt bill and the hops, uh, and uh, just the kind of the combination of the yeast esters, it kind of has like that pastry, that tropical pastry quality to it. But yeah, I yeah no, I I I really get that. Like it does come across as like um, like again, not like excessively sweet. Like you had said earlier, Joe, that you don't want anything to be over the top. But it is like a very noticeably different version of this beer, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you do get kind of that candy sweetness. So JT, what 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 do you think when you when you have that? Talking about taste, mouthfeel, finish. Yeah. Take another step here. It's really good. What does JT drink normally? Like what I normally drink on my own. Yeah, like I, the, we didn't do the Sierra, podcast. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, uh, and the can's a really good one. He um, drinks light struck flights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink a lot of flights. Actually, I can't do that anymore because my favorite brewery is relocating, so I can't do that anymore. But IPAs, porters, stouts, uh, I do like I don't drink enough pilsners, but I like them. Red IPAs, that type of thing. But okay, Aaron's but usually, tears. Usually Dale's Pale Ale and uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale are definitely in my fridge all the time, along with uh, oh Founders um, All Day IPA. So, gotcha. I definitely like the high hobby, but anyway. Yeah. Classic uh, American Pale Ale IPA spectrum. Yep. I also drink a ton of, uh, I do like uh, Carlsberg a lot, too. It's good beer. It's a really good beer. So refreshing. It Classic really wannabe beer nerd <laughs> selection. <laughs> um, well, damn, guys. You drank all my IPAs, and you still... I think you have a couple more, don't you? Yes. <laughs> we'll have well, to deal with that tomorrow. Do. No, we're not doing it yeah. tonight, but uh, yeah. I appreciate you guys putting up with all the IPAs. I know it's not... Honestly... Uh, Honestly, at this point, like I think I've got palate fatigue with all the IPAs. Like it just all tastes the same. Is that wrong? No, I think that that's fair. No, I think I think I think what Joe and I were talking about is, is uh, there are some breweries that I swear to God could put the exact same beer on a tap line, give it four different names, and sell people on the idea that it's four different beers. Yep, we've talked about this before. You mentioned this more than one time that. It can't sell. You just call it an IPA, then it sells. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Tim. Tim, when are we going to Hartford? Because Joe just sold me on those pastry things. Dude. Yeah, I'm kind of down with that too. So <laughs> there's this place called El Pan del Sinai. Holy fuck, dude! The tripleta sandwich there uh, is, um, uh, dude, like smoked brisket. Yes. Uh, but it's not it's not like American brisket. It's it's definitely still got like it's definitely Central American flavor. Sure. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't taste like Texas brisket at all. It's fucking mind blowing. And then uh, you know, pork and, and and some other mystery meat I haven't identified yet. Um and then they put ketchup and mayonnaise on the sandwich and dude it fucking it rocks. <laughs> Shredded iceberg lettuce. It's so fucking, and it's pressed like a Cuban, but like tighter, more compact. It's a great goddamn sandwich. Your heart 
your heart doctor is going to love you. <laughs> He's on vacation. Who uh, gives a fuck? So I'm making a sandwich as soon as we get done. Jesus Christ. Like I'm very hungry for like, yeah, like, no, like you're describing this. It's like a, like, like a Cuban and, uh, uh, a torta and and so many other things at the, the exact same time. That's what I want right now. I know, <laughs> and, and I never have those ingredients in my house. You have uh, bologna and Kraft American singles. Uh, some <laughs> of my girls have really gotten into Virginia ham recently. I, I don't know how the fuck it happened, but this, we always have sliced Virginia ham in my house, which means I do get a good sandwich, but it's still not at your plate, though. Yeah, man, that sounds incredible. Yes. Anyways, boys, well, um, appreciate it. <laughs> um, really high quality content yet again. Yeah, we're 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 professionals. If you Joel, Joel, Florida, Joel Codner, uh, Eric Hild, Anya, yeah, uh, Anya Carter, yeah, oh, Anya. That's right. I fucking love Anya. Isn't she amazing? She, yes, she and I just like go back and forth uh, on the DMs from time to time, just making fun of sports figures. And she knows more about sports than anyone I've ever met. No, oh, no, she knows her shit. Yeah, crazy sports person for sure. On oh, fucking real. <laughs> Even though she's she... a Raiders fan, which we'll forgive her for that. But Anya, uh... who's the eighth person on the Duke men's basketball team bench? Uh, and then she'll tell you what high school they went to. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Uh, so. Joe, is there anything you want to plug? Anything coming up that you want everybody to know about? I mean, I shouldn't say everybody. That you want Joel, Anya, <laughs> <laughs> Eric Hild to know about? Um, I mean, no. There's nothing. I'm making the same fucking beers all year. And I'm going to be okay with it. They're they're fantastic, Joe. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put out 300 fucking beers. I'm not opening up a new place anytime soon. I'm just gonna work on making everything better. So no plugs, just good fucking beer. Sorry, people. Hope you're not bored. I think we <laughs> talked about it's it's a vague memory, but I think we talked about in the last episode. If you go back and listen to it, that if you just make good beer or a good product, I think I went even into general product. If you make a good product, people will buy it. I I firmly and deeply uh, wish that I had felt that way the entire time we were open. Uh, but now that I know that that's what I want, I don't, you know, I don't care about anything else. So uh, it took a long time for me to get to that. The only, only beer matters. Everything else is kind of distraction. So. Yeah. Drink my tra- fucking beer, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's good as hell. Yes, it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter which one it is. It's the best beer they make. Uh, I and I will I will give you guys some pumpkin the bear and uh, the 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 fest beer once it comes out, so you can unfatigue your palates. Thank you. <laughs> oh, only beer matters. The rest is distraction. Is literally the uh, the rallying cry of this podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I fucking love beer. That's it. That's that's all that matters. So. <laughs> I dig music. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. 
All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, I want to remind you to check out the tailgatesociety.com. Lots of great writing podcasts available. You can find the tailgate society podcast. If you just look up tailgate society, they're all there. Sports and corks, culture check, uh, Matt baseball, baseball, old man strength. We're not that drunk. I think is actually recording right now. Um, so uh go check all that good stuff out support uh those artistic folks who are more artistic than us yahoos who don't write anything uh, <laughs> but go 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 support them at the tailgatesociety.com you can find us at bitterunits.com you can leave us an email listen to the episodes uh all of that kind of stuff um make sure that you check out our title sponsor revelton is it revelton or revelton because i don't know i say pronounces it, it with the every single ton. time and even when when i've talked to rob on a podcast i swear to god he changes it every single time <laughs> okay well right like it's it's like he changes it like his the description of his brewery or his distillery as often as Joe changes the pronunciation of his, his name, like it's slightly different each time. So I think that's fair. <laughs> so Revelton distilling in Osceola, Osceola in, in, in Osceola, Iowa, we call it Osceola. Iowa. It's, Osceola. It's, it's Osceola. Yeah. Osceola, yeah. Iowa. Um, JT, Tim, anything else? I'm good. All right, boys. Well, I mean, you're not good, but still, I think, uh, Joe, I want to thank you for coming on back on the podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy when anyone listens to me. But so, we didn't guarantee so, so that. You're, so you're <laughs> very, rarely happy. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks again. And this has been the latest edition of Bitter Units. Peace, guys.